The Gemara says that everything that happens is Bidei Shamayim, except for illness from a cold or heat, which a person can bring on himself. Rav Yasef said that although today the Sanhedrin does not actually exist, the notion of Arba Misas Bezdin still exists, except that instead of Bezdin carrying out the Misa, Hashem carries it out in similar ways to how it was carried out by the Bezdin back then. If someone was Machayev, for example, in Skila, they used to throw him from a high place. Today, he will sort of accidentally fall from a roof or an animal will trample him. For Srefa, he'll either die in a house fire or be consumed by the poisonous venom of a snake. For Hereg, which used to be done with a sword, um, with a knife, the government today would chop off his head or he would be killed by robbers. And finally, in place of Chenek choking, today he'll either drown or he'll die from a disease that prevents him from breathing. If a czar eats truma v'mezid, so he's not chayev karis, but he's chayev a regular misabide shamayim. The question is if he's mechuyev to pay karen v'chaymish to the kain. According to Rava, he is chayev, since we don't say kam lebi de by misabide shamayim, except maybe for karis. But according to Abaya, he's potter. The Gemara says kinyin meshicha cannot occur in a rishus harabim, but tzide rishus harabim may be considered private enough that kinyin meshicha could be chal in that area. Regarding Haitzah, a person can only be chayev for Haitzah on Shabbos if he places the article in a hush of a place that has an area of at least 4x4. Four four. There's a question if a person's hand has the chashivas of 4x4. Four four. The Gemara says many women, although they are arayas, still have the receipt of knas if a man has relations with them. In other words, they'll still receive knas if a man has relations with them. Aye, but we learned in Makas that these women, if a man has relations with one of them, he gets malkas. So how is it possible to get both knas and malchus? You can't have two punishments, since the Pasuk says, You can only move him for one thing, not for two. The Gemara answers, Ula says that our Mishnah in Ksubas is by Anara. Therefore, there's knas. She's between 12 and 12 and a half. But in Makas, she's over the age of 12 and a half. She's a Bageras. So there's no knas, but there is malchus. Or it's speaking where she was an orphan, so therefore there's no financial responsibility. That's why you have Malchus instead. If someone inflicts a wound on a friend, he must pay for five different things. Number one, he must pay for Nezek, damage. Number two, for Tsar, for pain. Number three, Ripoy, for doctor bills. Number four, Sheves, disability for being unable to work. And number five, Baishas, for embarrassment. However, there are no Malchus. The Gemara says throughout the Torah, you always need Hasra, warning, to get a major punishment except by Adam Zaymamin, where you get punished even without a warning. Whenever you have both Tashlumen and Malkus, you pay, but you don't get Malkus. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, it's just the opposite. Malkus takes precedence over Tashlumen. And finally, the Gemara says, if someone hurt someone with damage that was small enough that it was less than a Shavapruta, he gets Malkus instead of Tashlumen. Daflam and Gimel. Taisvis learns that in general, we paskin like Rabbi Yechanan, that Milka Loki, Mamun Leimishalim, that Malchus is stronger. When faced with the choice of these two, Malchus takes precedence over Mamun. Adam Zaymamin, however, according to the Gemara, will get Knas Mamun instead of Malchus because it's impossible to give them Hasra, because they're Mechuyev even without Hasra. A person, once he says Edus, cannot change his Edus unless he retracts his words in, a, in the, the short period of Teichdei Dibor. If he doesn't retract his words in that short period, the Edus sticks because we say, Kivan Shehigid Shuv Umagid. He can't change his mind. The Gemara says if they would have given harsh Malkus to Hananya, Mishael, Vazarya, 
when they refused to bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar, they would have bowed down to it. Versus dying, which they were willing to subject themselves to. Tysus, by the way, says that it wasn't really an Avayda Zara, it was just a statue that was done in honor of Nebuchadnezzar. That's how come they technically would have bowed down to it, um, potentially if uh, the Malchus would have been too strong. This Gemara is mashma, that Malchus is more Chamer than Misa. But how is the Shaykh? The Hafla brings from Kriyashma the Pasuk, And Rashi asks, once you're to give up your life, you're to give up your wealth. So why does the Pasuk have to enumerate all these things? Rashi says, to some people, their money is more important than their life. The Gemara says, according to Reish Lakish, our Mishnah is like Rameir, who doesn't hold of Kamle Bidarabimine, and therefore you'll get both Malchus and Tashlumen. If a person steals an animal and shechts it, he must pay Arba V'chamisha. However, if he steals and shechts it on Shabbos, according to a mayor, he must still pay Arba V'chamisha. But according to Chachamim, he only gets Misa for Chil Shabbos. But his putter from Tashlumen, as we say, Kamle Bidarabamide. And finally, although we usually say, Ein Shliach Lidvaravera, but if you give a stolen animal to a Shliach to shecht, you're still Mechuyev in Tashlumen Arba V'chamisha, since we consider it like the, sh- the thief shechted it himself. Daklamadal. According to Rabbi Shimon, if someone shechts an animal, and this shechita isn't matter the animal to be eaten, then he's not chayev in dalad vehei, since we say shechita she'en ra'uya, leishma shechita. If someone cooks on Shabbos, according to Rabbi Meir, if it's done b'shaygeg, he may eat from it. But if he cooks it b'mezid, he can never eat from it. However, others are allowed to eat from it. According to Rabbi Yehuda, if the cooking on Shabbos was done b'shaygeg, he can eat it on Matzai Shabbos. But if it was done by Mezid, he's not allowed to eat it forever, but other people can. And thirdly, according to Rabbi Yechanan Sandler, if it was done by Shaygig, it can be eaten on Matzai Shabbos. But only others can eat it. He's not allowed to eat it. But if the cooking on Shabbos was done by Mezid, neither he or anyone else can ever eat it. Since the Pasuk says, Ushmartem es HaShabbos, ki kaidish ilochem. Ma kaidish asr ba'achila. Af ma'is HaShabbos asurun ba'achila. Forever. And the same halachas would apply to Shechita, which happened on Shabbos, if you'd be allowed to eat it or not. So if it was done b'mezit, it'll be called a shechita she'en and he would not be chayev in dalad v'hei. It's a machlekes if food cooked on Shabbos is usher to be eaten, midaraisa or midarabana. This gemara is mashma, that as soon as a person shechts one simen of an animal for the purpose of avaydazara, it's considered a maisa shechita, and he's either on a kravas avaydazara. The gemara says, Rameir holds like Rib Shimon, that we say, if you cause an indirect loss of money, it's like you cause a real loss of money. Rav Papa holds as soon as someone makes a mashicha on an animal, he's mechuyev to feed that animal. In other words, it's now in his rishus. Rabbi Yechanan says, only applies if there was mamish achiev misa. But if he becomes pata from misa due to some sort of technicality, for example, it was done, we find that it was done b'shaygik, we don't say the p'tur of kamle bidarabamine. But according to Reish Lakish, we do say Kamli Bidarabimine even in this type of case where he actually got out of the Misa. According to Rameir, it's possible to have both Malchus and Tashlumen. According to Rabnachunya ben Akana, if someone burns down his friend's field on Yom Kippur, we also say Kamli Bidarabimine, and therefore he's Potter from Tashlumen, even though the Misa is Karis. The Gemara says Arayos or Shniyos do not receive Knas or Pitoy if they were raped or seduced. The same halacha applies to a Mimaenes. This is a girl who was married off before the age of 12, and now she has the right to say that she does not want to live with this man for the rest of her life. She refuses. In other words, it's what we call miyun. She refuses. Or an islandess, a woman who cannot have children, or a girl who had a shemra. None of these women would get knas 
or pitoy. Shniyos la arayas normally mean that normally we know arayas that are are deraisa, but arayas that are not midaraisa and are only midarabana, these are called shniyos la arayas. Until when can a girl do mian? I.e. that she can say that she does not want to live with the husband they gave her when she was a Knana. Our answer is until she brings Shtei Staras, according to Rameir. After that, she cannot get Knas. The Gemara says the first blood that a Basula sees after the Biarishayna is considered to be Dam Basulam, not Dam Nida. So she doesn't need to be perish from her husband. It's interesting to point out that today we're Machmer on this, and after the Biarishayna, the woman is considered like a Nida. A Shtarevet has a suspicion on it. In other words, somebody thinks maybe it was forged. They think that it might have been a forged star. That cannot be used to claim money. The same would apply to a girl who used to regularly ask people to have relations with her. This gives her a shamra. Therefore, she cannot get knas or pitoy. The Mishnah. The following women are not entitled to knas. Till now, we've talked about the women who are entitled to a knas. Now we're going to talk about those that are not entitled. If someone is ma'anis or mafata a giyaris, a shvuya or a shivcha, and the reason they don't get knas or pitoy is because they're not besulim, but rather they're probably be'ulam. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, he says that a shvuya does get knas because she probably remained a besula. Also, if a man lives with his daughter or other arayas, there's no knas since there is already misa. The lo asan anesh yanesh, since we say kamle bidirabimine. The Gemara. A shvuya, a captured woman, retains her cheskas besula. So she gets knas and she is entitled to 200 zuzim in Zion, The next Mishnah, as background. According to the Chachamim, a woman who sees Dam must consider herself a Nida and is considered Tameh retroactively. So any Kodshim she touched during that period of time would become Tameh, since the blood may have left its Makar before she saw it. So between the time that it left its Makar and she saw it, if she touched anything that was Kaidish, it becomes Tameh. The question is, how much earlier do we assume that the blood left its Makar and now is within her body? So we say either 24 hours, M.A. Slice, or since the last time she examined herself. And the Mishnah says, if a woman converted, and on that day she saw Dam, so Rabbi Yehuda says she only has to consider herself Tame from the moment she saw the Dam, not retroactively, because 24 hours ago she was still a guy. So we say Daya Shaita. But Rabbi Yaisi says she's like any other woman, and we make her Tame retroactively. And in fact, according to Rabbi Yehuda, she must wait three months before getting remarried. If she divorces her husband, then we say we have to wait three months. This is called Havchana. We want to make sure that if she becomes pregnant, we can determine who the father of this child is. Was it from the first husband or from the second husband? But according to Rabbi Yaisi, she can marry immediately. And she doesn't have to wait the three months of Havchana. And the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Yaisi, normally a woman, if someone is mezana her, she utilizes a meich to absorb the shechva sera, so she does not become pregnant. Therefore, she doesn't have to wait three months when becoming a Jew before she can remarry. The Gemara says we have two psukim to teach us kamle bidarabamine. The first pasuk is v'loyye asain. That teaches us that misa patters one from mamun once you have the misa. And k'day rishasai, the pasuk, teaches us that if someone is chayev on malchus and mamun, he gets only one of the two punishments. If a body is found near a city, and we don't know who the Ratzeach is, the city must bring an Egla Arufa as a Kapara. A Misa to a person that is supposed to be done by Cherev is supposed to be done by cutting the neck, just like we do to the Egla Arufa. But by the Egla Arufa, we do it with an axe. If we give Misa to a person via Cherev, 
we do it with a knife. This is to give a person a little bit of dignity, so it's not a meistika type of a death, like with an axe by an eglarufa. There's a special Xeris HaKasav that says, if a person says, he wants to give the erchen, the value of the person who is about to be put to death, and he wants to give this value to Hektish. This is not Chal, since the person who is about to die has no real value. If someone wants to pay his way out of death, out of a death sentence, then he's not allowed to. The Pasuk Ayin Tachas Ayin teaches us that if someone knocks out another person's eye, we don't knock out his eye, but rather he pays for the value of the eye that he knocked out. But if he's also Chay of Misa in this act, then he doesn't need to pay at all, since we say, If a person killed B'Shaigig, he's M'chuyiv to go into Golos, to one of the Ore Miklot. And if he wants to pay money, we cannot accept it but he still must go into Gauls, the mission. A Nara who had Erison, and then her husband was Megarashar, before Venezuelan, Rabbi Yisiaglili says she gets no Knas. Rabbi Akiva says she can get Knas, but the Knas doesn't go to her father, but rather it goes directly to her. This is the 50 Shkalim. The Rambam says that although the Knas goes to the girl herself, Baishisu Pagam would be paid to the father, since Erison itself doesn't take her out of the Rishus of her father. But the Rush says Baishisu Pagam also goes directly to the daughter. If someone was Ma'anis a girl, and before the Dintaira happened, the girl died, he's putter from paying the knas. And the Gemara asks, can a girl become a Bogeras even after she died? Yesh Bagar Bekever, i.e., regarding possibly letting the sons be Yerish the knas, or do we say Ein Bagar Bekever, and therefore the sons cannot be Yerish the knas? Taisus has a problem with this Gemara since we know that a knas cannot be Yarshant, Ein Adam Yerish knas Labanov, and he remains with Taiko. Rameir says there are three women who are allowed to use a maich in order to absorb shichvah zera and to prevent the woman from becoming pregnant. A katana, a meuberes, or a meinika. All of these are allowed to use a maich because we're afraid of sakana if they would become pregnant. Incidentally, there's a machlekes rishainim if this maich that we're talking about is inserted before v'tashmish to absorb the shichvah zera or after v'tashmish to absorb the shichvah zera. But the Chachamim say in all these cases, she's not allowed to use a maich, since why are we worried about a sakana? Hashem will protect her, as we know from the Pasuk, Shemir Pesayim Hashem. According to Shmuel, the time of Naras is only six months, from age 12 to 12 and a half. So since pregnancy lasts more than six months, it's impossible for a girl to get both pregnant and have a child during the six-month period that she's a Nara. Because if she actually gets pregnant during the period of time, then by the time she gives birth, she's already beyond the six months. The Mishnah. As a reminder, Ma'anis is a forced bia, and Mafata is seduction. The Mishnah says that a Mafata pays, has to be paid knas, 50 shkalim, as well as Baishas of Pengam. But a Ma'anis pays these three, plus Tsar, for pain. Neither of these pay Ripoy and Shevas. And an Ainis must pay knas immediately, and in fact he has to marry her. But the Mafata has more flexibility if he decides to marry her. And the Gemara says that Sarah, the pain that a woman gets paid for if she is raped, Inus, is for her being pushed onto the floor in the act of the Inus. Mefuta doesn't have as much pain as an Anusa because a Mefuta was only talked into this Nus. She was the one that made the final decision to get involved. The Chachamim say by Inus there is no Ksuba money paid because the whole reason for Ksuba is But since if one is Ma'anis a woman, he can't get rid of her, this reason does not apply. Rabbi Yehuda says Anusa is entitled to a ksuba because he could cause her a lot of tsaris and then she'll want out of the marriage and he'll easily be able to divorce her then. So it's sort of an indirect form of shleite kalbe'enav lo'hitziah.
Dachmem. We can say Asei Deicha Leisasei by cases like Tsaras and Mila. This is specifically referring to a case where there's a Nega Tsaras on the Arla, where without the Dechia of getting rid of this piece of Tsaras in order to do the Mila, it would be impossible to be Mekayim the Asei. But here by Anusa, we cannot say Asei Deicha Leisasei. And the Asei here is the Asei of Velay Sihia Leisha, the Mishnah. A Yusayma, who is a girl who has no father, or a girl who was just an Arusa, but never had Nesuin, and then she was divorced. Rabbi Lezer says, even though the Knas goes to the girl herself, but if someone is Ma'anasar, all other payments he is still Mechuyev to pay. But if it's a Mafata, she gets nothing, since she is allowed, she was the one who allowed him to do the act. And the Gemara says, we Paskin like Rabbi Lezer, who was the most fortunate amongst the Chachamim. In fact, he was one of the five Talmidim who helped renew the Torah of Rabbi Akiva after all of his 24,000 Talmidim died. This Rebbe Lazar, by the way, is Rebbe Lazar ben Shamua. The next Mishnah. An Ainis and a Mafata, a Ma'anis and a Mafata, must pay Baishas and Pagam. The determination of Baishas depends on the case and how Chashev the per- perpetrator was. Pagam payment depends on the difference between her value in the market as a Basula and her value as a Baula. Knasta is always equal to 50 Shkalan. And the Mishnah says that any time the Torah sets a specific payment figure, that payment figure is the same for everyone. And the Gemara says, the specific learnings of how much is paid and for what are learned from various psukim. Just like a Jewish slave, the money he earns goes to his master, so too a girl's maisayadeha goes to her father. And finally, there's a machlekes rishaynim, if bia shalei kedarka, bia that was done without breaking the besulim, would have a chi of knas and a mitzvah of a According to the Ran, the answer is yes, but according to the Rambam, it is no. The Mishnah. When a girl becomes a Nara, she reaches age 12, he cannot sell his daughter anymore. And at that point, he's entitled to a Knas. But when she's a Katana, he can't sell her, but he gets no Knas. When she's a Bagaris, 12 and a half, there's no Knas or Mechira. And the Gemara says, Shte Saras is the symbolic symbol that she becomes a Nara. According to the Chachamim, who argue on Rameir, even by a Katana, there is the Inyan of Knas. Not just that a Nara gets a Knas. If the Torah writes Nara with a hay, it excludes a katana. But if the Torah writes Nara without a hay, then it includes a katana. Daphne Malaf, the Mishnah, as background. If a person is maida on something by himself, we believe him, since we say, Haidas baldin dami. But this only applies to a chi of maman, not to a chi of knas. If a person is maida on knas, then we do not believe him. And the Mishnah says, If someone admits pitoy, persuasion of a man's daughter, then he's chayev and baishas and pagam, which is maman. But he's not chayev on the knas of chamishim kesef. If a person admits that he stole an object, then he must pay the principal. But he's putter from paying kefel, and he's putter from paying dalad vehe. The general rule is, if you must pay more than the regular value of the item, then hoda is not mechayev you. And the Gemara says, According to Reb Shimon, he's even putter from baishas and pagam, if he's maida, since his hoda damages her reputation, so we don't accept it at all. We know that the first three times of Bahama Gors, he's a tam, so the owner must pay chatzi nezek, half of the nezek. According to Rav Papa, this nezek is classified as maman, palganiska mamaina. Therefore, in our Mishnah, someone who is maida would be mechuyiv to pay, because we say how he does, baldin dami. According to Rav Huna, Breder of Yeshua, this chatzi nezek is considered and is classified as knas, palganiska knasa. So in our Mishnah, a person who is maida would be pater, because we say maida be knas pater. Atam pays Chatzinezek as half of the value of the dead carcass, the Pchas Nevela. But a Muad, 
must pay Nezek Shalom, the full value, and he has to pay it from the Mazik's best property, the Aliyah. The halacha is palganiska knasa, except in the case of chatsi nezek tsarurus, if an animal kicks a rack and it damages something. In this case, we consider it mamayna. This is learned from a special halacha lamayshemisina. And finally, we say we learn from Bimnasan that a person is not allowed to raise a wild dog or keep a weak ladder in his house because it may cause damage. And the Pasuk says, damim And Bezdin can even force a person to get rid of these things from his house. This marks the end of this parak. Now let's begin the fourth parak, Nara Shenispatata. And the Mishnah says, A Nara, who as we've learned, is between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, was seduced, the payment of Baishas, Pegam, and the Knas of 50 Shkalem all go to her father. And Sar also, also goes to her father. If they were in Bezdin regarding this payment, they were now, Bezdin was trying to Paskan, and the father died, the brothers inherit the payment. But if he died before they went into Bezdin, the daughter herself gets the Knas. Once she becomes a Begaris, then she gets all the different payments. Also, while she's a Nara, any Metzias that she finds, and all Maisiyadeha go to her father. If someone flatly denies that he owes someone money, and he swears to this, and later he admits that he does owe money, then he must pay Karen V'chaymish, and he has to bring a Karban Asham. This is called a Karban Shavua. This applies only to Mammon, not to Knas. If it began as a Knas, and then there was Hamada Bedin, and it became Mammon, this Shailat, if it becomes Mammon or not, was debated for 22 years by Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef, until Rabbi Yosef became the Rosh Yeshiva, and he figured out, and he figured out what the Pshat was. A daughter whose father died, and she now receives her mezainas from the brothers, who yarshined all this from the father, what happens to her maisa yadayim? Is it hers, or does it belong to them? According to Reb Sheshas, the brothers get it, but according to Rav, she gets to keep it. The Gemara says a father only has the right to take the maisa yadayim of a daughter if he provides her mezainas. Otherwise, she's allowed to keep some of the money because she needs to provide herself mezainas. If a girl finds a metziah, it always goes to her father, mishum eva, because we're afraid of ill feelings. The father doesn't get the money, he'll withhold Mazainas from his daughter, or he'll marry her off to an improper husband. And the Gemara says that we paskin that if the father dies, the Maisa Yadayim of the daughter are not Yarshan by the sons, but rather they go directly to the daughter. The next Mishnah. If only Erosin occurred, and then the girl was divorced before Nesuin, the value of the Ksuba goes to the father. Because just Erosin didn't take her out of the Rishus of her father. If she did Erosin to two different people, both ksubas belong to the father. According to Rabbi Yehuda, however, he argues that the first ksuba belongs to the father, but the second belongs to her. And the Gemara says, According to Rabbi, if a woman marries twice and both of her husbands die, she cannot remarry because it's a chazaka that husbands die under her, that she's a katlanis. According to Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, you need three deaths for this chazaka, not just two deaths. As a machlekes rishainim, if a woman can have a shame katlanis, if three men divorce her, versus if they just died. We know that if they died, she has a shame katlanis, but what about if they divorce her? That's a machlekes rishayin. And finally, we say that the chiyav of paying ksuba is a chayv, not just after the nesuin was done, but a person is mechayv to pay for a ksuba even after just erisin. According to Reb Nachman, if two shtaris were written for the same piece of property, this is either through a sale or through a gift, one was written on rishchaydish nisan, and one was written on rishchaydish sivan. The second star cancels out the first one. Unless the second star adds something new, like an additional tree, then the second is just adding to the first. 
According to this Gemara, as we mentioned, the second star canceled the fir- cancels the first one. The Marik in Sherish Lamed Gimel was asked the following Shiloh. A witness testified that a certain Sheikhet improperly slaughtered an animal, thus rendering it treif. The Sheikhet denied this, and he sold it as kosher meat. So the question is, can this witness who came and said that the meat is no good, and the Sheikhet didn't do it properly, subsequently eat other meat that this Sheikhet slaughtered? The Marik ruled that the witness may trust the Sheikhet and subsequently eat from his shechita, because the rule of Shavya Anafshi Chaticha di Isura can only forbid a man to eat the particular meat which he claims is not kosher. It cannot be used to discredit somebody else. The Mishnah Lamelech, however, disagrees with the Marik, and he applies the principle of Shavya Anafshi Chaticha di Isura to such a case also. He cites our Gemara here to prove his position. The Gemara said that since the buyer implied that the witness signed falsely, the witness is subsequently not believed to testify concerning the buyer. Similarly, argues the Mishnah Amalek, one who claims that a shaykhet slaughtered improperly is believed in regard to himself and cannot subsequently rely on the shaykhet. The Halacha of Bar Metzra teaches us that if a person has a field next to his neighbor, he has the first right of refusal to buy that field, as we learn in the Gemara Baba Metziah Dav Kovches. He has the right to buy this before anybody else because of the Pasuk of a Sisa Hayasher Bahataif, since he has already one field, so maybe he wants an adjoining field to the field he already has. Therefore, he has the first right of refusal. The Gemara Paskins that only Nechassim that belonged to the man at the time of the Nesuin are Mishubit for the Ksuba money, not anything else which wasn't actually his Nechassim at that time. The Mishnah, as background. Normally, the Chiyah for Znus with an Eishas Ish is Misa Bezdin, and this is the Misa of Chenek. But if someone is Mazana with a Nara Hamurasa, there's a special din of Misa, which is Skila, and this is done by Pesach Shar Ha'ir. And the Mishnah says, A Giyaris who was Mazana when she was a Nara Hamurasa, she, although most Nara Hamurasas get Skila, she does not. She gets Chenek. And the Misa is not done by the father's house. Also, if there was Maitzi Shemra, there's no Chiyah of a hundred Sela. What is Maitzi Shemra? He brings Adam that she was Mazana after Arison. If the Adam are wrong, then he's Chaya for Maitzi Shemra. If the Adam are right, then she's killed along with the man who is Mazana her. And the Gemara says, If a person is Maitzi Shemra on a wife who is an orphan, i.e. she doesn't have a father, and she has no father, then he's putter from a hundred shkalim to the father. And he's also putter from Malchus. But according to Rava, he is Chaya to pay the knas of a hundred shkalim directly to her. There are three possible scenarios by Anara Hamurasa. Number one, if Adam came after the Nesuin, regarding an Avera that was done after Arisin before the Nesuin, while she was still in her father's house, then she gets Skila by the Pesach Besavia. Number two, if the Adam came when she was in Arusa, then they stone her at the Shire Ha'ir. Number three, if she did the Avera while she was in Ara, and she became a Bagaras before Hamadabadin, then she gets Chenek, since Skilak is only possible by a Nara Hamurasa. From this third halacha we learn that once her body changes, the punishment changes also. Ishtani Gufa, Ishtani Ktala. According to Rava, the one exception to this klal is by a case of Maitzi Shemra, where even after she becomes a Bagaris, we give her the punishment for Anara, i.e. Skila, if she's proven guilty. The general halacha of Ishtani Gufa, Ishtani Ktala is a machlekes tanayim in Masechta Harius. The Gemara says something which has a chi of karas, if it was done b'mezit, has a special carbon if it was done b'shaygik. What is the special carbon? A kisva, which is a sheep, or a seira, a female goat. However, if a Nasi or a Melech does this Avera B'Shaygik, he doesn't bring a kiss for a Sira, but rather he brings a sire, a male goat. And if the Kayin HaMashiach, the Kayin Gadol, does, does this Avera B'Shaygik, then he brings a par, a bull. And if his status changes, Ishtani Gufa, in other words, if a person's status changes in between the time he did the Avera and when he brought the carbon, so then it's a Machlekes Tanayim, which carbon they bring. According to the Tanakama, they bring the carbon that they, that they did, that, that 
that happened that would have been brought, depending on their status, when they did the Avera. But according to Rabbi Shimon, they bring the carbon of when they had the idea. So we stay Ishtani Ketala. If a Narahamurasa is Chayev Skila, we stone her at the Pesach Sharair. If the town is Rov Gaim, then we do it at the Shar Bezdin. If someone is Ayvid Avaydazar, the same Nafkamina would apply and the same Halacha would apply about Skila. All other Skilas, however, we do at a special designated place outside of the city. And finally, we say if someone was Maitzi Shemra on his wife, and the Adim he brings are disproved, that he must pay a hundred shkalim and he gets Malkus. Rabbi Huda says he's always Chayev Malkus, even if he wasn't Bailar, because he holds one can be Chayev even for a lav Sha'in by Maisa. We know that Ein Einshin Minadin, you're not allowed to give a punishment if you learn that punishment from a drasha. Rather, you can only put a punishment onto somebody if you have a special pasuk mefurish which tells you what the punishment is. So what's the special pasuk for the punishment of Maitzi Shemra? Rabbi Lazar says it's the pasuk of Leiselech Rachil Ba'amecha, which is in Vayikra Yotes. And Rabbi Nassim says it's the pasuk of Vinishmarta Mikol Davara, which is in Dvarem Chav Gimel. According to Rabbi Pinchas Ben Yair, from the pasuk of Vinishmarta, we learn a special halacha. We learn that a person shouldn't have here Hurim during the day, which could bring him to see Kerry at night, and therefore render him Tameh. The Gemara says if a man was Maitzi Shemra and he brought Adam, and then we find that they're false because of Adam Zaymimin, somebody comes along and says, you couldn't have said that, Imanu Hayisam. Then they're Mechuyiv Misa, because they're Mechuyiv Kasher Zama. And not only that, he, this person, is Mechuyiv Knas and Chiyiv Malkus. But if they came on their own, he didn't actually bring them to come, and he's Pater on Knas and Malkus, since he didn't bring them. They actually came on their own. Minatira, the Isaribis, only applies to Kasef or Metaltalin. It does not apply to Karka. Therefore, if you lend somebody 10 vines, he's allowed to pay you back 11 vines. The Gemara says the process of Oitzah Shemra is that he comes to Bezdin and he says he didn't find the Besulam. If he brings Edim, she could be Mechuyiv Skila. If, however, he can't prove his Edis, then she's Potter. And then he's Chayev, Knas, and Malkus. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says this Parsha only applies if he was already Bail her. But if he married her and he never did the Bia, then there's no Parsha of Maitzi Shemra. We Paskin like Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov because as we always Paskin like him because he's Kav Venaki. And finally, Gemara says, even though there is nowhere in the Torah where there is a halachic difference between Bia Kedarka and Bia Shalai Kedarka, but for Maitzi Shemra, there is a difference, that he has to do a Bia Kedarka in order to be Chayef. And at this point, we will conclude our share.